Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Doc Differently. Jeremy Kalinowski with you, learning Tracte Yoma, page 71. There's a ton of interesting material, both halachic and agadic, legal and lore material on this page. On the back page, on the back side of the Doc, we learn about the Kohen Gadol's garments. Kohen Gadol Mishamesh Bishmona Kelim, Vehediot Ba'arba. The high priest will wear eight different garments and a hediot our common word idiot for common, uh, would wear four, and they were ketonet, michnasayim, mitznefet, and avnet, that is the coat, the pants, the turban, and the belt. Uh, the Kohen Gadol mosif alav, uh, and the Kohen Gadol would add three more, the choshen, the breastplate, the ephod, a kind of uh, vest, I suppose, me'il, an outer coat, and a tzitz, the, the crown on top of the head. Uh, only with those eight garments would the Kohen get to use the oracle of the Urim and Tumim. And you could only consult the oracle for the king or the head of the court or somebody who the Kohen, uh, the community needs. And our page will go on and talk about the uh, the weave of those garments that everything that is described as being um, woven as shesh needs six threads uh, woven back and forth obviously shesh means six mashzar means eight and so on and there are different different levels of thickness of thread for each of the of the items and our page will derive each of those our page will also back on the olive side take up the order in which the scapegoat was sent into the into the desert concluding that the scapegoat was sent after the sprinkling of the blood but before the burning of the sacrificial animal. But our page also has some interesting Agadah related to some interesting lore related to the Sier HaMishtalach, the scapegoat, and it will bring us to one of the most fascinating uh, expositions that I've ever seen about the rabbi's self-conceptions. The person who carried the, uh, who sent the scapegoat into the wilderness would come back to to the city after having uh, after having thrown the goat off the cliff, and uh, and would come back with good news. And depending on where he found the kohen gadol, he would say a different phrase. Motzao uh, bashuk omer lo. If he found the kohen gadol out in the marketplace, he would say to him, Ishi kohen gadol asinu shlichutecha. Mr. Kohen Gadol, Mr. High Priest, we have done your bidding. Matzah Obeveto, but if he found him within the temple, Omerlo Mechaye Chaim Asinu Shlichuto, he would say, Mechaye Chaim, the one who gives life to the living, we have done his bidding. That is to say, we've done God's bidding. That phrase, Mechaye Chaim, the one who gives life to the living, prompts us to tell some other nice things that rabbis would say to each other. Amar Rabba ki mefatrei rabbanan mehadade bifumbatita, when rabbis would say farewell to each other in fumbatita, it's a major 
rabbinic center in Babylonia. Amre Hachi, this is what they would say. Mechaye Chayim Yiten Lecha Chayim Arukim Vitovim Umitukanim. May the one who grants life to the living give you long and good and proper life. Quotes the verse, Etalech Lifna Adunai Ve'artzot Chayim. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. What's the meaning of that land of the living? Since we're talking about God as the one who gives life. Amar Rav Yehuda Zemakom Shavakim. The land of the living is the place of the market. Uh, this is a great, a great Jewish orientation. The land of the living means that place where people make a living. I find that remarkably uh, life-affirming. That, that human life and human commerce—that's that's the true divine blessing. The next verse it quotes from uh, Mishlei Proverbs chapter three that the wisdom and the divine will ki orech yamim ushnot chayim v'shalom yosifulach. They will grant you length of days and years of life and well-being. Years of life and well-being. Are there some years that are of life and some years that you live that are not of life? Rather, says Rabbi Elazar, it means The the years of living mean years that have been turned from bad years to good years. Now, here comes a rather extraordinary exposition of a verse from uh, Mishle, Proverbs 8. Alechem ishim ekra. To you, gentlemen, I call. Vekoli el bnei adam, and my voice is to the human beings. This is uh, wisdom personified, speaking. To you, gentlemen, I call. Amar Rabbi Berachia. Rabbi Berachia says, Elu talmidei chachamim. These are the sages who are, who resemble women, but do might like men. Rashi tells us that the reason that, he, that Rabbi Barachia has made that midrash is that our phrase says, I call to Ishim, which can be the plural of Ish, but the common plural is Anashim, which signifies definitely males. So Rashi reads that this word Ishim has a kind of ambivalent uh, possibility it could, it could either mean males or females, and so what's the female aspect? Rashi says that they are modest and weak, and yet they do greatness. Well, I have to say this is a fascinating conception of what being a man is, being being a a, a real man. Many modern writers, especially Professor Daniel Boyarin of uh, of Cal Berkeley, have written about the the sense that the rabbis have of what true masculinity is, living in in a world of Rome, where you know Rome and Greece, where it's physical prowess or or being a dominant, you know, political warrior, whatever, that the sages have a, a a different kind of construction of masculinity, that is a intellectual power, but not a physical power. That could be uh, the power of suffering, as opposed to the power of inflicting suffering, bearing suffering, as opposed to inflicting suffering. One could say interesting things about the uh, early Christian images as well, but this here is a tremendous example that uh, masculinity to the sages would appear to be uh, at least somewhat a mingling of what we would call femininity as well as masculinity, not just a not just a, a macho kind of masculinity. Uh, the real the real man, as the rabbi says, the real mighty one is the one who exhibits self-control and who exceeds with uh, modesty 
and, and uh, intellectual power rather than big muscles. Our page will go on and tell a tremendous story. The rabbis are also uh, very anxious to articulate the power of their own culture and have some hostility or some suspicion towards the priestly culture. And we have a, a tremendous story here about a Kohen Gadol who uh, is bested intellectually and morally by the sages, or the earliest levels of sages. These are pre-Rabbinic Pharisees, but on the bet side of the page, there was once a high priest, he emerges from the Beit HaMikdash, the temple on Yom Kippur, and everybody is following him, hooray, hooray for you, you've, you've done the service. But when all the people saw Shemaya and Avtalyon, who were these Pharisees, who we take to be the rabbi's progenitors or ancestors, uh, and the people left the Kohen Gadol, and they followed, naturally enough, they followed who we really care about, the sages, thanks to their wisdom. Uh, by the way, you should know that Shemaya and Avtalyon were descendants by, by tradition, descendants not of, of Israelite people, but of converts, okay? So, Lasof Atushmaya Ve'avtalyon La'afture Minei de Kohen Gadol. So then, Shemaya and Avtalyon come over to say farewell to the Kohen Gadol, and he's mad. And Amar Lahem, Yetun B'nei Amamin Lishlam. Let you foreigners be, be, you know, peace upon you foreigners. Thank you very much. Amule Yetun Bene Amamin Shalom the Avdin Uvda de Aharon, the Lo Yete Bar Aharon Mishlam, the Lo Avid Uvde de Aharon. So you know they, he's called them foreigners, and they say, indeed, let there be peace on foreigners like us who act like Aaron, that is to say, who are people of peace, and let there be no peace to you, Mr. Descendant of Aaron, Mr. High Priest, for you do not do the deeds of Aaron. This is a great rabbinic story about the supplanting of priestly power with uh, rabbinic power. Thanks for learning today's fascinating page with me, and I look forward to learning with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.